You are now listening to Couch Coach Live. All right, we're here once again, Couch Coaches. This is Couch Coach Live. We're back at you once again on a Tuesday, once again. December the first. This is the final month of the year, man. This has been a <laughs> a, uh, a crazy year to say the least. You know, you know, this has been you know it's been a very very intriguing year to say the least. And um, yeah, man. So so what's going on, fellas? How was y'all holidays? I'm gonna go with you first, Maui. How was your holiday? Man, it was great. It was it was actually really really great. Really really yeah. really great. Like you know what I mean, like. I know people wasn't supposed to be. Let me shut up. But yeah, it was just great. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know, I felt like it, it was like a rule. I know we, as long as people did, you know, took, you know, had their mask on and everything, and but it just was so peaceful. Like I woke up that morning, it looked like the beginning of a bad Christmas. It was just wet and, and cloudy and gray, mm-hmm. and then about twelve o'clock. I seen the sky and the rest of the day, man, it was just a great feeling. Like you go to the stores and you see people speaking to you. It reminded me of my, almost like my childhood, like it used to be, you know, um, yeah. went to my man Sean's house. It's like a tradition, introduced my daughter and then his daughter, same age and um, have us, has a, had us some Kitos, you know what I mean? Which is tradition. <laughs> and, you know, um, um, I'm embarrassed them, but Sean's wife, you know, what I mean, she's she's loves family, and she's losing a lot of her family, and she found a cousin nearby on Ancestry.com, met her mm-hmm. for the first time, and her and her her boyfriend, and it just it just it just you know like Thanksgiving's supposed to be, you know. Sweet. Only thing I had an issue with, you know, I didn't get to see uh my um Steelers do their thing, you know what I mean. But besides that. Ooh. Yeah. And we're definitely talking about that. So, it, so uh, JB, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was, you know, it was my first Thanksgiving. It was my first Thanksgiving home since like 2009. Right. So, I mean, right. yeah. So, because, you know, like I've been, you know, in Korea, you know, like, so, yeah. Um, It was okay. It was a bit strange, though. It was just me, my mom, and my dad, like, no, no big get together. So, I mean, it was nice. It was nice and it was peaceful. Did a Zoom call with uh, some of my mom's family. So, yeah, same here. Yeah, yeah. Mine was like subdued. Pretty much, we um went to the uncle house and we pretty much just got like a to go. Pretty much, we you know got you know got our food and go. So it was cool, kind of. Um, and it was funny, like kind of. It was weird because we didn't like kind of schedule it like logistically. So everybody was kind of like one person was you know leaving and the next was coming out. So it was kind of cool to see one of my other uncles as I you know as I'm finishing up doing my thing. I see him pulling up and we you know had our brief interaction. So that was kind of cool. Just even see you know see my people even in the four or five minutes that we interacted and you know we're talking trash and just having a good time man but yeah i mean it, it was it was a definitely a different thanksgiving but hey you know it, it was all good though but mm-hmm. now what's funny and you and you mentioned earlier about things about the thanksgiving matchup with the ravens and the steelers now that game was supposed to happen on thursday then when last wednesday the, the day before 
they can't they postponed it to Sunday. It was supposed to be a Sunday 115 affair. Then in the midst of that, it got changed again to Tuesday. It was supposed to be tonight at eight o'clock. <laughs> nope. Now Wednesday. It's gonna be Wednesday at 3:40. You wanna know why it's coming on at 3:40 in a bizarre way? Because of the, the lighting of the Rockefeller tree. Rockefeller tree, yeah. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> it's so funny to think, like essentially, because I kept on was thinking, like, why is the game coming on at 3:40 in the afternoon on a Wednesday? That's because of that, because it, it obviously would have been in prime time. Which we let's talk about the game first, and then then we'll talk about the future opponents of the Ravens and the Steelers and how that messed me and JB up. So we'll talk about um, the Ravens Steelers, this third, you know, this third change in the, in the schedule. Um, you guys thoughts on it. I'm going to you first. Um, now it's, you know, of course, you know, you're directly involved as a Steelers fan. Well, you know, regardless of me being a Steelers fan, I think I understand that this year is, very uh, um, un- unconventional. It's not the same. So you got to think outside the box. So um, I'm, I, the main thing for what I'm learning is that they trying everything they can is they feel like it's too early to do the week 18 because the guy broke it down. I was watching today. He said, if they say they want to move it to a week, week, week 18 and they move forward and they play you guys, it's another outbreak. Well, they, you know, they play the Washington football team or any, or the bills. It, they can't have the Steelers playing three games in week 18 because of an outbreak. You know what I'm, you understand what I'm saying? So I don't have, I mean, but then they have got to look, it's a billion dollar industry. I don't, it's plenty of been plenty of time. I don't understand why they don't have people in place for something like this to happen. I know it's the first time, but they was like, this is such a big game, an important game, money game also for the league that, they knew that some 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 people was positive because I think it was a strength was it the strengthening coach or something like that. Oh, for Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. That they they knew he had it, and they said that gives a red flag. Then you know he most likely was with uh, most likely with everybody, so they should have shut it down early. But they let it go, you know what I mean? And then they can't start canceling games. But then they were like the Ravens was upset because. They was like, we didn't have time to practice against the Steelers. They they're gonna kill us. So they still. And then I heard that they said, what is it? The union and the NFL and the, and the scientists was all bumping heads, and it actually could have got even worse to the point that they might even try to stop the whole league, or or something like that. You know what I mean? So I don't know, man. I just feel like these guys are professionals. A lot of people are getting paid a lot of money. They knew they had to think outside the box. And they got to take it serious, especially when it's getting so in so close to the end of the season. Like by now, man, you got to take it serious. Like look at the Broncos, man. It's ridiculous. Anyway, <laughs> play JB. I don't want to go too far ahead, you know. Um, I mean, I I think uh, definitely uh, the Ravens. You just look at it like there have been things going on with the Ravens all season, um, not related to football. Like they've been one of the teams that they. I just feel like they haven't taken the situation seriously, and I'm not going to blame all the players because you know you're in you're indoors sometimes, and you're in close contact mm-hmm. with like 50. Well, you know, because you know there are like what? How many people are on the practice squad this year? Ten. I think he's out ten. Yeah. 
saying so you're in close contact with like 63 people so i mean like you could be you could be cautious and still catch it but like i think the ravens have not really taken this situation seriously um i know that um from just reading and hearing stuff that like they kind of want to blame this outbreak on the patriots which to me seems kind of bush league um so like <laughs> I, I don't know um i think at some point i, I mean I, I wouldn't be surprised like i know that they've been fined already this year you know i think stage two is definitely they're probably going to lose a draft pick i wouldn't be surprised if the league doesn't come mm. down on them within like the next you know week or so and they end up losing a draft pick but um you know like um for you to have like I think 23 players are now like out right now because they have COVID. I mean, that's like, that's ridiculous. And, um, you know, like you mentioned Denver, what Denver did was just, you know, crazy. Like one of the quarterbacks has, has it. And then you're having a meeting and nobody's wearing a mask inside the meeting. So, I mean, like um, what happened to Denver on Sunday, I, I think the league is just showing that like, we're not going to postpone games. If you, if you, if you, if you do something and it's an outbreak because you didn't take this seriously or whatever, like screw you. Uh, we don't care if you lose 31 to three or 31 to nothing. They don't care about the product at this point. They just care that the products on the field. They don't care how the product looks. And they showed that with the Denver game on, on Sunday, well, if you know them having to play uh, the wide receiver, a quarterback who hadn't played in like, you know, so many years um, at Wake Forest. Right. Yeah, and that's one thing where you and, and and the crazy thing with the Ravens, it was just and it was crazy because I figured, like you said, as far as like the postponement, but it's almost like they look at, hey, this is your problem, and you need to handle it because you look at just the mount the mounting of the cases where you know, you know, we um, the running backs essentially it was, and then Lamar gets it, uh, you know, other team other guys of that Ravens squad getting it, and like you said, going back to that demo point where like you know. You're going to meetings because it was um, I forgot who was the one that had it because I know Drew Locke didn't have Driscoll. It, or, um, Dr- it Driscoll. was Driscoll. Driscoll. It was Driscoll, yeah, Driscoll. Had it, yeah. Driscoll. Yeah, Driscoll had it, but then they end up end up being negative. But you know, obviously they had to you know be in protocol because he was you know he found out on Thursday, and like you said, they had to bring in Hinton, the the former Wake Forest wide receiver, and he came in like you said, it was no sympathy. Where hey, you know, you bring hey. You, you gotta do what you gotta do because at the end of the day, you know, like you said, the product because you gotta have a product because at the end of the day, that's 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 your prime commodity. Like you saying, like because if this game gets canceled, then NBA, is, I'm, uh, NBC is shafted essentially mm-hmm. because they're the ones mm-hmm. in essence is going to be the ones that's going to get screwed because hey, it's like how are we you know not getting out of a game so. It's you know it's it's gonna be one of the things where it's gonna be definitely interesting now definitely going to this final month of the uh, you know of the regular season of how that's gonna um, how that's gonna affect but it just lets you know and like and we talked about this even in the beginning of the year of how it COVID is gonna have a trickle effect regardless of what happened mm-hmm. it's just like to me I I always should say it's the six degrees of COVID. And yeah. in, in, a, in a weird way. And now let's do now we're really back in where essentially now you're looking at and I talk about Dallas situation because you guys are supposed to play on Thursday, this Thursday. Yep. Now you'll be playing this time next week on Tuesday. Yeah. On Tuesday at eight o'clock, which that's, you know, that what gives y'all now what 12 days? No. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, twelve days, right? Is that 12 yeah, twelve days? days? Yeah, it'll give you twelve. It'll give us twelve days. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, is not going to help that much. I mean, if they do yeah. stupid ass uh, fake punts from the twenty yard line, <laughs> but I but I digress about that. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, I, I think it's I think that the layoff, like, because I think the Steelers play the Redskins next, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, we played. Yeah, we yeah we played them. Um, it's gonna be yeah. interesting to see what happens with um the trickle down with the Cowboys and the Redskins because you you can make a legitimate argument that it might help them, but you could also make a legitimate argument that might hurt them because you know you having this amount of time off is not that good. And in the Cowboys situation, what exactly are you preparing for for the Ravens? You don't know who's gonna be available for the game, so I think putting together a game plan could be kind of difficult because you don't know what to expect. Is Lamar going to be able to play? Because if Lamar plays, you have to, you have to plan completely different if Lamar plays. And if he doesn't play, you have to plan completely different. So, I mean, like, I, I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, like the trickle down of this Raven Stillers uh, debacle. Yeah. And, and it's also, and it's also, I'm interested to see, I, I, I'm picking the, I picked the Stillers to win this game, but I think it's going to be interesting to see because you think, Sometimes, and don't get me wrong. I think the Steelers are 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 we played well to them. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the Steelers do have they do have a tendency. If you looked at the Tomlin era, they have a tendency of playing down to their opponents. Down like, to the game. and you just never know what's going to happen tomorrow because right. who's going to play? Who's going to play tomorrow? So I mean, like the Steelers are going to be distracted. I know Chase Claypool. He was really you know angry about you know what happened. You know because of what happened. They miss Thanksgiving with their families and just a bunch of other stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how the stores play tomorrow um, because um, I know a lot of people are probably – I know Vegas is probably making them heavy favorites, but you just never know in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. Well, for, for me, they all can get angry. You know what I mean? That's just they're yeah. human beings. But truth be told, and like some of them making it seem like – and it's good promotion. They're making it seem like um, the um, the Ravens are, are scared or blah, blah, blah. But – because they, because the, the the when they were going, I think that's what they said. The reason they even playing on Wednesday is not just because of COVID. It's because the the Ravens asked, could they could they get get it on Wednesday because they didn't have time to practice, and if they they also was threatening to refuse. Let me see, what did it say? It said they were refusing not to play on Tuesday if they didn't think give them that that leeway of, or they basically refusing that not to play the game. Period, because. They didn't have time to practice, and you got a, a Steeler team that's already, you know, fueled up because of the, the angry for the situation. And they like, man, we we haven't been able to practice, so we want to get some time just to do something. So that's one of the reasons why they made it on Wednesday. But yeah. they definitely play to the um, down to other teams. But I think this this season is weird. It's like they, it's almost like they play like really a half. But I'm not even necessarily discussing the game game i know this is sports show, but i just wish that that they take this stuff a little serious and if this wasn't just the ravens fault it also was the leagues because the league knew they was like oh you can go back you can go head back in there <laughs> you know what i'm saying it was like yeah. two days before they actually put it out there it, that that it was getting serious you know what i mean they've got to take it serious man like and i and, and even the nfl i'm not even mad they saying like hey man Y'all knew from the get go that we wasn't just gonna stop playing games or or doing this, and we may postpone them. But the only way it gets postponed, it has to be out to a portion of it's almost uncertain the outbreak. You know what I mean? So they can get somewhat type of control. 
You know, so if somebody, if one or two people is is positive, well, you just gonna have to figure it out. You know what I mean? Which is just like somebody getting hurt. You know what I mean? You got somebody got gonna have to step up. So I just wish they, you know what I mean? We need we need I remember again, I say it all the time. I remember um playing a horse on the iPad. I remember that. That I remember that. I just wish that they take it a little serious so we can get constantly keep being entertained dealing with all this madness that's out here. You know what I mean? It's not as bad, but you know, <laughs> you know, it is a little different. So now the Washington angle is very interesting. And that's another thing where it's, it's, it's the trickle effect. So, you know, we're supposed to play the Pittsburgh on Sunday. Now it's Monday. Now, mind you, that's a Monday night game. Now, mind you, we're supposed to go to Santa Clara. We were supposed to go to Santa Clara next Sunday, which is what the whatever next Sunday is. So, as we know what's going on in Santa Clara, where they can't play contact football in that stadium, and now wow. San Francisco is now going to have to have home games in Arizona. So now you we go to Pittsburgh. Now instead of going to Santa Clara, we got to go to Arizona, and then get this. And what's so funny about it is, then Buffalo they go to they was you know they go to San Francisco for Monday Night Football next week. They got to go to Arizona, and it's yeah. crazy how Washington and Buffalo went to Arizona already this season and and had heartbreaking losses. And now we're both <laughs> having to go back to Arizona, which is so bizarre. Like I was like, that's this that's that's to me that's like twenty twenty in a nutshell. Well, you know, we, we both had to go to Arizona once again. But that's it's it trips me out. But it's gonna right. be interesting of how that in, in you know as far as the flexibility and what have you. And probably with Baltimore situation, they probably wanted to kind of prolong it to get some guys healthy. Right. <laughs> get some guys out of protocol, which right. and that's and that's why and that's another thing too, or the gray line, because I remember Adam Schefter was tech um Tweet another day where it could be a possibility that Ingram and them might play, like Ingram, um, uh, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, because I think they were the ones that were, um, um, you know, having it that were positive. And I'm thinking to myself, because mm-hmm. I'm thinking to myself, that would, well, yeah, because that, that would give them enough time to, to, um, to play, so it's gonna be just it's gonna be very, very, very interesting. But it's a trickle effect, man, and it's gonna you know it's it's, it's gonna be fun though down the stretch and see how things happen. Right. And so and 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 the San Francisco thing is really interesting too, like how they have a band in their county and you know as far as you know having now having to go to Arizona, that's gonna be interesting. And I think that I think that's gonna last for like three weeks. I think it's gonna be the only two home games. Um, would be you know, would be um, Buffalo and Washington, but and you know we talked about Thanksgiving. So another thing that happened, kind of coincidentally on Thanksgiving, that kind of uh, brought to the forefront. Uh, Matt Patricia uh, was fired from the Detroit yeah. Lions, and we know um, that situation. Um, it it was just crazy how you know, and that was another Thanksgiving game where Houston just demolished um, Detroit in that matchup. So uh, I'm going to go around the horn. You guys thoughts on Matt Patricia getting let go. I'm going to go shoot first, JB. Um, I wasn't surprised. I mean, they were hovering around 500. And then uh, during the Washington game, Stafford suffered that thumb injury. And he hasn't looked right since he suffered that injury 
on his throwing hand. But I think that uh, Matt Patricia getting fired is kind of a cautionary tale of like, one, I think that you have to be careful hiring these Bill Belichick assistants because it seems to me that like basically they don't perform well. And I think that one of the reasons why is because he's a very hands-on coach. I think he's a hands-on coach. And I think that a lot of his assistants don't really have much input. So he basically has his handprints all over the game plan week to week, offensively and defensively. And I also think it's a cautionary tale. I think that Matt Patricia wasn't being himself. I think Matt Patricia wanted to come to Detroit and he wanted to make Detroit New England 2.0. And I don't think that you can do that. I think that when you are a coach, you have to be yourself. You can't imitate another person. And I think that Mm -hmm. that was one of the biggest things. And, you know, the other thing I'm going to talk about, too, is uh, not only was Matt Patricia fired, but their GM was fired. Um, Mm -hmm. Their GM's name is uh, what's his name? Bob Quinn. Bob Quinn. And Bob Quinn had been there since 2016. Bob Quinn had been a pretty horrible GM. I mean, you know, you're trading people away every year. And Bob Quinn also, he was the one who fired Jim Caldwell. I mean, mm-hmm. like, so like, let, let's, let's, let's think about this for a second. So you it went is. nine and seven. Yeah. Yeah. You went nine and seven back to back years with Jim Caldwell. Now is Jim Caldwell a perfect coach? No, by no means, but Jim Caldwell, he had them playing competitive football. I mean, they mm-hmm. went 11 to five one year and they went nine and seven. So he had winning records. Like I think three of the four years he was there and you fired him. I mean, did you think that you had a Super Bowl roster and he was holding them back? So if you thought, that I understand the move if you think that you have a Super Bowl roster and the coach is holding you back, but they didn't have Super Bowl talent on that team. Right. I think that they misevaluated their talent. They thought that bringing Matt Patricia with the New England pedigree was going to turn them around, and it didn't. It didn't work out. And I think that this is a perfect example of why Detroit has, you know, not really done much. You know, they're one of the right. only teams in NFL who's never made they they haven't had a Super Bowl appearance yet. And this is why I think that, like, they make these mind-boggling decisions. Um, you get rid of Jim Caldwell too early, and you hold on to Matt Patricia too long. So, I mean, what is it? You, you At some point or another, you have to make good decisions from the ownership into the front office, and they haven't, they haven't been doing it at all. So, yeah. Right. And, and, and um, a guy had a really good a, a, a analogy when he was talking about the Carolina Panthers. You know what I mean? But we're not going to go there. But bottom line is you got a guy who basically has a team that just can't get over the hump. They get to the playoffs. So to me, if I'm a, you know, you, you a GM, you say, OK, we got something here. What can you think you could do to add on to it so we can get over the hump? Not tear the whole team down and change it, you know, like you rebuilding. And that was the issue. So you tore down everything to rebuild and your foundation sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's getting blown by everything. It's just not standing up. We should have just kept it brick rather than, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think that was the problem. He went in there thinking that I need to get everything based upon how I want to do it. And the way he wanted to do it, it just didn't work out. And the GM most likely he got fired because he bought into what Matt Patricia said he wanted to do. So he should lose his job also because you know what I'm saying? You gambled on it. Like, like we just, I think we had a discussion this before. Okay. We got, you know, like I said, we got this. What can you do for us to go to the next level? What can you add on to it? And he didn't do that. He tore it down and they haven't been successful too. Not saying that Matt Stafford wasn't, you know, I, and I'm going to tell you something. I, I think for some reason, I ain't going to say I'm not the biggest Matt Stafford 
fan, but I still think Matt Stafford might be a beast as a quarterback. And like when I was watching guys today, they were saying they believe that he's next to go. And there's, there's, there is opportunity for opportunity for him to go to some decent teams that need a quarterback. So maybe once he goes to somewhere else, we'll see how good Matt Stafford really is. You know what I mean? Indian. Indianapolis is probably going to be looking for a quarterback next year, and I think that yeah, right. Frank Reich, I think Frank Reich will be all over it. And my one thing, another thing, I'm going to um, touch on too is I think that, like you know, so like we learned this in university, like so, like generally speaking, when you're in a business setting and you come into a company and you get like a high a high job in the company, you give them your 100 day plan, and you know, right. I'm sure that when Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn interviewed, they gave a 100 day plan. This is what I'm going to do the first 100 days, but I think that what some of these guys need to do when they get a job, they don't need to talk about what they're going to do in a 100 days. They need to think they need to spend the first 45 to 60 days understanding why they got the job. So if you're Matt Patricia, mm-hmm. why did you get the job? You got the job right. because they thought that you were going to take them to the next level. If you're right. Bob Quinn, you got the job because a lot of people stuck up for you. They were saying that you are this bright football man. And I think that they didn't understand why they got the job and they were trying to be something that they weren't. And that's ultimately why they failed. And hopefully in the future, I, I don't think Matt Patricia is going to get another head coaching job anytime soon. I think that mm, if anything, we're probably going to see him back on Bill Belichick's staff. And, you know, he's a young guy, maybe, maybe eight years from now, maybe he can do a better job as a coach. But mm. I think that you have to understand why you got the job. And once you right. understand why you have the job, it makes things a little easier. And then you can implement, implement what you want to do. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's funny. And I keep talking about this and it's ad nauseum. To rebuild an NFL franchise, it is not a hard task to do. We got to stop reinventing the wheel. You have, and when you're a GM, you have to hire the right coach. Like in his case, and the only reason why, like you said, that was not nepotism, but like that's how it is. We just know how to, that's the NFL's good old boys. Bob Quinn, you know, he's like, I'm gonna mm-hmm. hire my boy Matt Patricia. So yep. for Detroit going forward, you need to hire a general manager first and let that general manager hire the coach. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they have to be connected to him. Like I said, like I always talk about San Francisco, and I talk about them in such a in such a lighting way because they did it the right way. That's what you're supposed to do when you when you're John Lynch, you need to hire Cal Shanahan, and you guys are connected to him. They got both had six year deals. That's how you build a team. I don't understand for the life of me why teams, even my team, I don't understand why. Like, and you look at even like Houston. The general man, like they they haven't had a general manager for years. They they let essentially. They, they essentially let Bill O'Brien, like, you know, destroy the that, that organization. He was right. He was, right. he was the fact that, and, you know, Philly even did right. that uh, with Chip right. Kelly, you know, with Chip Kelly, like, you exactly. know, they had high, they had high Roseman there, but Chip Kelly was basically, and look what happened. Took, oh yeah. And, look, and what you said, right. And, right. and what you said, um, it doesn't take long for you because like, so I was telling my dad uh, last week, you know, if you would have told me after what Chip Kelly did to the Eagles, if you would have told me that within two years, they'd be Super Bowl champions, I would have told you you were crazy, but right. it could happen. Only thing you need to do, you need to hire the right person, draft the right people, make free agent move here and there and there. And you have, you have a good team that could, you know, be playing in the Super Bowl. 
in two years. Right. That's all it takes. Yeah. And like you said, and that was Detroit's fault. Well, in the sense where you look at it, okay, he thought that this team was better. As far as mm-hmm. that, you know, as far as they're better than what they were, he thought that a uh, uh, Matt Patricia was going to take him over the top, and that's why you say you fail to realize that type of situation where it's like you have to do those necessary steps. You have to hire the GM, and the GM has to make the coaching change. And that's like to me, that's how it's got to work. So Detroit, the Ford family, this is what you need to do: you get a general manager first, you let him hire the coach, and essentially you're going to. Be connected at the hip. You both are going to get X amount of deals because that's the only way this is going to work. And like you said, we told so many examples. Philly with Chip Kelly, Houston, you know, Washington to a to a degree. And you're Jacksonville. like Jacksonville. Ja- Jacksonville right. was another situation right. too. Yeah. And all you see all these you see all these colossal failures, and they're all one combination, almost similar to what Detroit has done. I'm like, it's and and I hate to be this kind of person, but it's not that hard to develop that concept and say, hey, let's start reinventing the wheel and know, look at the successful teams in this league. Look at those. And then even like, you know, continuity. so it's just continuity. And that's what it also continuity, boils down yeah. to. And, yeah. you know, and who's, you know, and that's the thing with, and it's funny because like Jim Caldwell and, I, you know, he just, you know, it was just he had a short end of the stick, and it's like, especially when you look at these other Detroit the coaches that they've had. I mean, you look at like Jim Schwartz, how they had somewhat of a leech, and all this, and then they he had a winning record. And it was to a point where I think Matt Patricia can win. He had to win like twenty, even if he won twenty four straight games, he still won the amount, won the same amount of games as Jim Caldwell. Yeah, he won right, right. And so that let, that to me it speaks volumes, but and also to Bob Quinn's credit in a sense. He hired him because that was his boy, and that's what happens. And like you saying, going back to your point, where the Bill Belichick little I call them little bills, it works in certain places, and sometimes it works. And that's another thing too, where people try to reinvent the wheel and try to be almost in the copycat because you think you're going to get Nick Saban, or you'll get Kirk Francis, you're going to get those guys, and you think that oh, you know, Mangini. You know, you're going to get these guys. He's stood off Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss. Charlie right. Weiss. Like you know, maybe maybe Bill Disciples might be good in college. As I named two two of the guys, even though I will, I'm not gonna get into the 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 the, the off the field issue that's going on an hour. But in the same token, he has been successful to his to his credit. But I, yeah, and that's one thing too, where everybody thinks that, like you said, everybody thinking that they, they, they he's the next Bill Belichick. That's what they want, and like you said, it's, it's now it don't work out. Which is that's another thing too, where it's just interesting how, and you, like you said, because Bill is 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 attention to detail for everything. He knows everything. He knows the third string. You know, he knows everything. Like he has a steel track. He has a he has a just a mind of his own. He has a um, you know a just a, a crazy mind, a crazy football mind. But but you're not going to get that. You know that with you know those you know those assistants. That he's had, so I mean, it's you're talking just about Bill Belichick. Yeah, you're talking about Bill. Yeah, but Bill that's Belichick. probably why he. That's probably why he's hands on. You never ever thought about that. Like he probably hands on because they're not as as up to where he think they should be. But he has a good, decent. Like he he's a good um um editor. Like he let them do whatever, and then he'll say, "Okay, what you want to do? Okay, this sounds yeah. good. This sounds good." He's like uh, they say Vince McMahon is like that. 
You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah. what you guys want to do? And then he got he has to edit everything and put, you know what I'm saying? Okay, this is what we're going to do. You know, he trusts his mind more than them. And if you pay attention to when they leave, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh yeah, they, and, they uh <laughs> Right, and it's weird because it's, it, it's, it, it, it's hit or miss. It's just like everything. It's hit or miss because right. you look at even the young sisters now, you look at what Brian Flores is doing, and he's doing a great job. And even our our NFC East brethren, Joe Judge, to his credit, even though they're in first place for now, I don't know how long it's gonna last, but they've been playing pretty, you know, they've been playing, they're they're they've been playing inspired football. I mean, I can't mm-hmm. say a, a four and eight football team has been playing good. I just, you know, but they have they have they're doing better. And and then and I think what's gonna end up happening. Somebody's gonna hire another little bill. I would not be surprised if Josh McDaniels goes somewhere, potential or get or be rumored in something where he's gonna be a part of that coaching carousel. Well, I'm gonna say this. Yeah. I'm gonna throw this out. I'm gonna throw this out there now. Are we talking about Tom Brady this week? Is he one of the topics this week? Nah, so we. I'm, we gonna, yeah. I'm I'm gonna throw this out there. Okay, so like I'm just gonna throw this out there. So uh, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady clearly are not. They're go. not they're 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 yeah. not getting along with each other. So you look at Tom Brady. Tom Brady's 43. Uh Bruce Arians is a cancer survivor. He's not really in good health. He's like 67 or 68. You have to look at the situation for this. Both of them are probably in their last they're probably this is probably both of their last jobs. At the end of the year, year, what, what do you think about this? You fire Bruce Arians and you just eat the contract, you pay him however long you have, and you bring in Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would, yeah, have you watched these games? Yeah, you're the yeah, win now because, win. but because it's clear that Arians doesn't, Arians is kind of stubborn. I mean, he, he, yeah. look, man, he's done, he's done a good job. Like, I thought that he's a great offensive coordinator, and but he likes to throw the ball down the field, and every quarterback he's ever uh, coached. Turns the ball over at a high rate, like Ben Roethlisberger, Andrew Luck, uh, Carson Palmer, last year with Jameis Winston and now with Tom Brady. And, you know, Tom Brady, for as good as he is, whatever, he's never been a good deep ball thrower. And now you add in the fact that he's 43, you add in the decline in athleticism and arm strength, and this is what you have. And to me, it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, you have Tom Brady. Tom Brady is not a gunslinger. Like, I'm going to throw the ball – 40 yards down the field to Evans, whatever. He's an intermediate thrower. He likes throwing the ball 15, 20 yards down the field, that 15 to 20 range. He likes doing a lot of short throws or whatever. And I don't understand why Arians is just, I mean, it's stubbornness. That's that's why. It's and, and stubbornness. That's what, and right. And that's what I was saying um, at one of the podcasts I did this weekend. This is where we always talk about this all the time, where these coaches and their arrogance – they, it gets in their way where, like we talk about this all the time, that's the problem. Because you think about it, because like you said, like Tom Brady, like he needs like a Julian Edelman who can give him, you know, maybe, you know, can right. get it for five yards and maybe get like 10 to 15 yards at a yak. That's who he needs. He needs something of that nature. And like, and the thing is, and then for him, and, and, I, and that's one thing we, I go back and forth with guys about, because they talk about, well, you know, that's what, you know, as far as well, that's what he need to be doing. But like, no, a part of coaching is not like criticizing people, but acquiescing to 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 your talent. You have to yeah. do that. Like to me, oh no, it's like a guy like a Bruce Harris. He should, in a sense, should know better. 
where in a sense where it's like, okay, well, let me carve up a game plan for him. Let me work his strengths and his weaknesses. Not saying, well, I don't understand. We look good in practice, but then we're just throwing the football. And it's like, and everybody's like, well, I'm glad he called Tom out. I'm like, no, he shouldn't be calling him out in that regard because uh, you're putting him in, you're putting in him in a position <clears throat> where you he's he, like you said, he's not used to it. And then he's in his 21st season, and now you want him to be a gunslinger at 43 years old. And not only that, but the offensive line is not that good. If you looked at right. like so, for instance, when you have a, a quarterback that of that age, like and you know Peyton Manning was in the same way. You need a line that can protect him, and I don't think you're doing him any favors by like wanting by making him throw the ball down the field. I, I was looking at the game. I was looking at the last two games. I was looking at the Rams game. And I was looking at the Chiefs game on Sunday, and I was like, Tom Brady could actually end up getting hurt, and this could be his swan song. He could end up ending his career getting right. hurt. Because you're asking them to hold on to the ball and throw the ball down the field, which with that line and look, I don't think their line is horrible, but like the line is not that great. And if yeah. you have that old of a quarterback, your line needs to be your your line needs to be superb. Especially when the games where he's been playing worse, that's when those defensive lines have been. Uh, he's going against these 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 stout defensive line. Like the Saints, you look at the Saints in that situation on, on Sunday Night Football, and then you got the Rams, and like you said, going to your point where you got to have a line that, that has, you know, because you know Tom Brady want to throw in less than two seconds. He want to, boom, he just wanted to be yeah. right there. Now he's sitting there for a couple more seconds, milliseconds or whatever. Of course, and that's and we all know what's the key to, to, to what's the key to unlocking Tom Brady, putting pressure on him. And it's just like, that's why, like you said, and to me, and we're sitting here, and we got to think to ourselves, we can probably carve up a game plan for him. But it, stubborn coach, like we, and that's, and yeah. that, but that's everybody. That's everybody. Even, even, even to an extent, Bill, in a sense, but not, but, but Bill know better. But Bill kind of, yeah. he, he'll reel it in. He'll know, like, okay, I can call him out, but I'm going to put him in the best position to win. But yeah, I could definitely see Josh McDaniels going to Tampa Bay, especially it's a win now in Tampa Bay. It's sad. Them games look sad, and I, I I feel bad for Tom. And then I'm looking at his coach. His coach looks like he like he drunk and see now. I'm just gonna be honest. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. You know what I mean? I, and then like, I can see why um, you know he's been fired so many times. I think he's yeah. he's a very don't get me wrong. I think he's a great football man. I think that he's a very I'm good sure offensive coordinator. Is. Yeah, and, and he, I mean he uh, he did wonders with Ben Roethlisberger. I mean I I saw what Ben Roethlisberger did the first year he won the Super Bowl in Pittsburgh, and then how he right. grew to the second time they won the Super Bowl. So I mean I think Aaron right. is responsible for that, but he's very abrasive he, and he rubs people the wrong way. And I can see why Tomlin decided to fire him. I mean I felt bad for him right. when I heard the story about Tom. I'm gonna fire him, but like uh, Aries is very, 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 very abrasive, and I think he rubs a lot of people. Especially, I could see him in the GM having problems too because of just how abrasive he is, and he's kind of has this attitude like, "Well, what I do is gonna work no matter what, and if it doesn't work, it's because of the player." No, maybe it's because you're not changing for your players. You can't expect for your players to do it. You have to play, you have to play, you have to call the game to your players' strengths, right. not the other way right. around. And I think he, he he's very arrogant. He's very abrasive. And just the stuff that he's been doing too, like um, throwing him under the bus. Uh, and, and, and it's just like, I mean, you're, 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 you're like, I'm pretty sure that they've had, I'm pretty sure I would like to be a fly on the wall in that locker room. 
of course with, with a mask on. <laughs> but like, yeah, I, <laughs> I still don't understand why he he's doing that too. Because he'd be like, well, you know, they only threw to Antonio Brown three times, and he had eleven yards. Well, he was open. You know what I mean? Like, what is you really talking about? Like, what what is your somebody got? Okay, and, we talk and, about this all the time. Right. If you are a owner, and you have all these veteran players. If you are owner, if this owner, a Tampa owner, please watch the game. I'm sitting here literally watching the game and say, that is working. That is working. Okay, he just got the first down. Why is Tom Brady? Why aren't they just okay? Let's just let's get a let's go ahead and get a rhythm going here. You just went down the field. Okay, cool. You gonna go down the field again? Like it's 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 ridiculous. They putting so much pressure on their receivers, too. Like Evans looks so frustrated. You know what I'm saying? Because he's like this keep happening. Now I got to tackle this guy. You know what I mean? I'm trying to – It's and, and it seems like they're trying to force so much on Evans too, where um, number 14, it seemed like the one that, that's really stepping up to catch the balls. They they really aren't trying to give it to Antonio Brown. I don't know why. You know, I'm just telling you flat out. You throw it to him two or three times, everybody get motivated. They're going to start double teaming. That's how you yeah. – you want to make it to a point that they, they can't they – can't, Go one on one with Grock. They can't go one on one with Evans. But if you get Antonio Brown going, they're going to double team him, and it's going to open up for everybody else. Things, yeah. It's 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 ridiculous. This dude don't want to be a coach. He don't want to coach that team. It's it's got to be that because this don't make no sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. This is arrogance, and I think like you're saying because he's been this journeyman guy, so he's like, okay, if it worked at certain places, it's going to work wherever. And that's just that's Bruce Arians, and he's just like you said, he's just stubborn. Like and like you said, that's why he's been in Pittsburgh. He's been you know in Indianapolis, Arizona, everywhere essentially. And you know, so uh, yeah, and like and I I definitely like the comment, especially after the Monday night game. I was like, coach, that's that's a part of coaching. Coaching is not just saying hey. You make adjustments. That's what you're supposed to do as a head coach. But yeah, I digress. So, so this is all right. So we're talking about, and it's funny. This is 2020 for you in a nutshell. We we talked about all the craziness that's been going on in this world. You know, we got, and now we gotta talk about Jake Paul. Okay. So Mal, you're the, you're the boxing guy, I, I, and I want to. I really want to ask some questions about this All because right. a part Let's of go. me, I like okay, and I like this whole you know the knockout with Nate Robinson in the second yeah. round with a minute to go. Right. So, and I've been hearing like you know, it, and I think we just it's social media, so we get caught up in a okay. lot of BS and whatever. So my thing okay. is this: Do we is is Jake Paul just and that's it. Should he even be taken serious, boxing wise? Um, he has great technique, and if he's taking it serious, you always want to want to take him serious. Like, I mean, bottom line is this: as of right now, he's trending, so he can call out a lot of different people. You understand what I'm saying? He can call out a lot of different people, but I'm not gonna say like like he's gonna be the top boxer at this time you know, or anything like that. But he got some skills, and he's working on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even the knockout punch, that that comes with training. That's not just just the punch he just threw out there. And what he did was, I mean, you want me to go ahead and give you analysis on it? I'm gonna yeah, be honest yeah, with you. Okay? Yeah, because yeah, I want to see. Yeah, All right. So yeah, really, yeah. Jake Paul is 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 was bigger than Nate. 
Maybe not mm-hmm. as stronger than Nate, but he was bigger than Nate and he's taller than Nate. So what Nate yeah. was doing was Nate kept coming in. That was not you're not when you're a small guy going to a a bigger guy, you have to move your legs and try to find a way to get inside to throw punches, yeah. even though they're holding each other. You can't lunge in like that. So you can see the professionalism in and Jake was he said, Okay, this guy is lunging in. So you start finding openings and he found the opening. I will say this. Nate was very, I mean, in the beginning, Nate, I seen something and he could have did a really, really good job, but he had a lot of nerves and he was jumping in too much. But then he got hit in the back of his head with a counter punch, which that's something that naturally happened. And he probably should have got a little bit of time, but he got hit in the back of the head and he went down and it took him a little time to recover. He did right by constantly lunging and and getting some, so he can hold so he can get to the um to the next round but i also think fatigue was jumping in and he just got caught he got caught he got caught with a really good um counter right hand and that was like that was like one of the real knockdown before the the knockout punch hit him but he was just lunging he all he had to do was get it timed He, he you know he got hit with it once and he fell and then he got hit with it again i mean he was just coming in and that's what you do you always want to set the person up with your jab and your when your movement for the for the for the knockout punch. Yeah. You know, but it still was an exhibition. If you you know, once we get to the next fight, I'll break that down. Well, it was an exhibition, but at the same time, certain the uh, certain things that they were doing, I felt like was the right thing to do. If you, you understand. But Nate, Nate just got caught. He didn't do anything bad. He had nerves. He had he did come out look like he he had nerves. Even when he got hit in the back of the head, he got his mind right. I seen that he still had a chance. You know what I'm saying? He still, sure. but he just, he got reckless, and he just needs yeah. a little more work, a little more discipline, and he'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. Your thoughts on it, um, JB? Well, I didn't watch the fight, but it didn't surprise me. And, and Jake Paul, if I'm not mistaken, he's fought a, quite a few of these exhibition fights because he fought uh, yeah. this British this British YouTuber. And the British YouTuber, they tied one time. The British YouTuber yeah. uh, beat him uh, in, in, like, I think uh, it was a split decision. So right. this guy has experienced boxing. And, like, I, I keep on telling people size matters in boxing, man. I mean, like, right. what is Nate? Nate? Nate is, like, 5'8". And Jake Paul is six one. Yeah. I mean, like that, yeah. that's that 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 matters. And I, I always right. tell people this too. Like, there's a reason why Buster Douglas beat Mike Tyson. Right. It's a reason why. I mean, right. size matters. I'm gonna go back I, to that. I'm gonna yeah. go to that in in, in yeah. the end of the show. I'm gonna go to that. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, I mean, it, it matters. And when I saw the fight, I was like, Jake Paul will probably win because I mean, he he he's boxed quite a few in these matches or whatever, and he seems like he's taking it seriously. Like Nate to me didn't do anything wrong. And sometimes, mm-hmm. and I know people, we're we're living in a in, in a society where if you're a yeah. boxer, you get knocked out, you're gonna get clowned. Um, because you know, um, that's what happened to De- to, to to Deontay Wilder when he got beat by Fury. But that's another story. Right. But right. sometimes as a boxer, you come in reckless like that, the guy can catch you and it's nighty night. And that's what happened in that situation. I, I, and I, I think Nate took it well. I mean, like, I know a lot of people are making fun of him and stuff like that. But, like, the a lot of the people that I saw on Facebook, oh, I can't believe. And, you know, some people were making it into a racial thing. I'm like. Jake Paul would probably beat some of you guys up too on a boxing match as well. I mean, like, let's just call it what it is or whatever. The guys, he's not a small guy. Nate might, don't get me wrong, Nate's a strong guy. He's 5'8, 
for you to be his size, wow. and for you to for you yeah, to have played wow. in the NBA for for you to have played in the NBA for like what how how, how many years did they play in the NBA? Like nine years, ten years, something like that. For you, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for you to have played in the NBA at that size, you have to be strong. Yeah, but. Five eight versus yeah. six one, man. Give me the six. Give me the six one boxer most of the time. Like, yeah. yeah. And like, and it's funny because I, and I, I'll put it this way. And that you know, it's one of the things where, like you said, size does matter. And like the wingspan, like, and that's another thing yeah. too. Where I think people fail to realize because I know somebody that was somewhat in a similar predicament. I put it that way, where you know they were in a they were in a boxing match. Um, and they got crumbled to pieces, and I like, well, then we, you know, because I was, because that was matter of fact, I was involved in a like a UFC type of thing years ago, so mm-hmm. it was, so I knew somebody who was probably he's probably a little bit t- shorter than me, so I was like, he's like about five seven, five eight ish, right around that frame, and he was going to get the guy, I think, a little over six feet, but then I looked at it like, well, it's, it's wingspan, because everybody was like, like you mm-hmm. said, like Nate, everybody looked at, oh, he's a brute strong guy, but then. Mm-hmm. If you got, you know, if you got a short wingspan and you playing against, you know, you're going against a guy like that. So that's why I like a lot of it too. I harken back to that experience. But then I just want to get your take because to me, I don't really, I didn't, I knew Jake Paul, you know, box and I heard all the smack talk and him talk about he could be Floyd and then I remember him from right. Vine so, and, yeah, you know, and right. all that, all that craziness and, so, and, and everyday bro, <laughs> like right, all that yeah. so, so, silliness. So from a, a marketing standpoint now, there's a lot of boxers that just in it for money because they want to do exhibitions. Floyd, Conor McGregor, you know, um, um, even though um, Dana White want Conor McGregor to be in UFC, he can't pay him the money that he really deserves. So a uh, Jake yeah. Paul versus versus um, Conor McGregor, oh my God, it's gonna it's gonna bring in a lot of money. I am very happy they did this because I could understand the promotion of it and the electricity of it. When I watched it even on YouTube, I can feel how you could be so much into it. And that's what I'm saying. Like this really was a uh, promote the big fight is next week that's the big fight this fight right here was y'all promotion and everybody was a part of it and it was for charity and everything like it was great man everybody was for for what this was thanksgiving weekend too you know what i'm saying so it was it was perfect man you know they gave you what you wanted they gave you the knockout now jake paul can talk all the trash he want to so somebody's going to step up and um, Shannon Briggs, go champ, said that he would take the offer and Holyfield to fight Tyson. So you, we gonna have another one. Who Jake Paul gonna go yeah. go up against? And the thing about it is, he would he would be perfect because, in a weird way, Jake Paul is such a draw now because he's already popular regardless of the boxing exploits. Like he has millions right. of followers. Like he's a he's a Vine King. <laughs> you know, if you guys remember Vine, right? And it's yeah. just like, and he's a brand amongst himself. So to me, if I'm like you saying, I'm a young up and coming guys, this would this would be a great clout matchup for me because like I'd be the guy that got four, you know, millions and millions of YouTube followers, and and he's gonna bring in the draw. So like he's gonna like even if he does this independently. He's raking in millions off that mm-hmm. right. So regardless, so he, he's of not going to have. Right. He's not going to have to independently. And, and that's that. And right. that's the, and thing. the next one is he don't have to do it independently. They, what? They're they're buying into it now. They're buying into it now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's what I'm, he done yeah, made a name for yeah. himself. This is trending. 
Yeah, that, that, that right. Trending. This is crazy. And I was like, right. We're talking about it because of Jake Paul, because of the notoriety, because like you saying, that's the thing with him. He's already has a name. So whatever he does, like if he does it outside of whoever, he's going to win regardless financially. Yeah. We'll just put it from the, from the financial sense where if he does it, a network or whoever, because they're going to be piling in the cash. And even if he was to do it, I'm just saying not saying he that or not this or that, but if he was to even do it independently, he would still be. But he probably won't, right. like you said. But he has such a draw. He's not just like your run of the mill kind of guy. Like he's not, you know, as right. far as the notoriety, because right. hell, he could do that on his mess around on, on his Patreon and and and, and have a pay per view and rake in tons right. of money just off right. of, just off a strip or something like that. Right. Where you know you look at now, where and that's another thing we always talk about, like as far as the, just the new dimension of everything that's going on now, where you know he is, he has you know the boxing, then coupled with the you know the celebrity factor already, and hell, he he's mm. he used to talk about him on ESPN, like even on here, we talked about him even on this podcast, and it's just like it's just it's the Jake Paul so, effect. So he will be on WWE or or AEW. Yeah. Really, really, real soon because because they that's what they do. They get he 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 got the he got that fire from that him and Snoop Dogg with the commentary is yep. is and I think they somebody's about to sign him. You know what I mean? That's yep. the other thing. It also they was able to cuss and just be natural. You know what I'm saying? It's pay per view. It, it it was like man, this is perfect. It's like you watching a game with your um with your homeboys. You know what I mean? Like I watch um. Mm-hmm. The Stiller game a lot of time on the still on the Stiller group, and like I was telling you last week, Rise he always straight put the game on, put his phone up. You see his whole TV, but you mm-hmm. get to hear all his fellas yell at the TV. So as I'm driving in the truck, I'm hearing the game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, it almost like I'm right there, you know. But yeah, it was um, it was kind of cool, man. It was cool to see everybody watching the fight and speaking on it um over the weekend. It was yeah. great. Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was, you know, it was definitely uh, interesting to see that. So, Jones versus Tyson, and so uh, one more we'll set it up. No, well, no, we'll, we'll set it up. So <laughs> before, you know, so when we uh, we did a show last week, before, you know, before um, before we wrapped up last Tuesday, we put a friendly bet where I said, hey, if Tyson wins, you give me ten dollars because he had Roy Jones winning. And you know, and vice versa. So we all know it that it, no, we did ten. Roll it, run it back. No, trust me, it was ten. That's what I, I thought. That's I thought. That's when you said give you twenty, as if like because of the draw, or whatever. I'm like, no, like, I, and I knew for certain because I watched a little bit of the fight, and I was like, the way it was going, I was like, all right, I'm about to, I'm about to get lunch money on Sunday. For certain, for certain, but it ended up, up being in a, ended up being a draw. So, uh, fellas, your your thoughts on this on this um, exhibition match that went to a draw? I will go to you first, Maui. Oh, you want to go before? Okay. Um, yeah. So I watched the fight, and I really watched the fight, though. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. um, I seen Mike Tyson coming in. I think Mike Tyson had a little bit of nerves, also, and I feel like Jones did too. Even though they was professionals, exhibition, they was supposed to, you know, like like Tyson really didn't throw to the head much. He was going more to the body. And there's a reason for that, though, because it was a small ring and Jones was going to move. But what Jones did was he would go inside and out. 
And when he would go inside, because Tyson comes in with his chin down, has his head up. And what he does, he uses his head also for a weapon. But what Jones was doing, he would tie him up and he would use his shoulder for a weapon. So when Tyson come in, even though he's coming with his head, he hit him with his shoulder. So as they hold him, Jones would do, he would walk him forward. You, when you in heavyweight, you'll want to put your weight on, an, on the other person so their legs can get weak in the, lower, in the um, later rounds. So he will always walk him backwards and turn him, come back so he can have enough time to move his legs and he can go side to side and he'll throw that punch and move and hopefully throw a right hand or throw a couple of combination and move. But what Tyson would always do is come in or throw a punch. And when he throw a punch, he'd throw his arms up and then he'll automatically grab, grab him for a defense. It was, it was, it was very like, it was very exciting. I didn't even go front. I thought it was going to be worse than that, but they basically, it was almost like an exhibition chess match. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, it wasn't that they was just holding. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was a reason why they were doing what they were doing. They really was battling on the, on the inside. If it would have been a 12 round, one of them probably would have got knocked out. <laughs> or or knocked down because they would have been tired. They would have been tired. You can't hold and, and wrestle like that and then throw punches to the body without it catching yeah. you towards the end. And truth be told, I I thought Jones won. I thought because <laughs> I thought he had more control of the fight. No, I'm not not about the twenty dollars, but if I'm they not- really was competing, I felt Jones won because he was more or less making the moves more than Tyson was. You know what I mean? Tyson just did what you kind of thought Tyson would do. And and Jones was figuring out a way to overcome that. And that's why I thought he would win the fight. <laughs> Your thoughts, JB? I, I don't have any questions. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. So I don't <laughs> no, no. really have any thoughts. JB, any you should watch it. Yet. You really should. I thought it was better. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. Honestly, God, okay. it, it really was. It was way better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> oh, I mean, um, I'll, 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 I'll definitely, I'll, I'll eventually get to it. But like, I didn't have any desire to watch it because I saw, yeah. um, I saw a lot of people say, "Oh, yeah, I'm going to buy this on pay per view," and I was like, uh, I was, I don't want to like, um, give me, give, give me some other fight. I'll, 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 yeah. I'll get excited about that. But like, yeah, no, I'll eventually watch it. But I don't really have any thoughts about. It. But uh, my question for you, uh, Maui, is. Um, Speaking of Tyson, you know, because um, I, I don't really get mm-hmm. to talk boxing much, much with people. Where do you rank Tyson when it comes to heavyweights, like all-time heavyweights? Where do you rank him at? Um, oh, man, I shouldn't do that. Honestly, um, he would probably be in my top seven, to be okay. honest with you. He's a, and he's, the reason he's, why... He's, a, he's in my top eight. Yeah, he's in my top seven. And the reason why yeah. is because boxing needed him. Boxing needed yeah. him, and then... Um, um, when you let me tell you something, it's one thing the fighters and this, but regardless, though, it's still a circus act. So when they saw him, they was like, "Hey, I can." He coming from New York, they was like, "Oh my God, I could do something with this guy." And because he was so short and everybody was so big, if you really go pay attention, anytime he fights somebody that's closer to his size, he has problems with. That's why, like a bending, because when you when you heavyweight, you automatically fight big. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because you used to fighting bigger guys. So when he fought Holyfield, he had problems with him. And it was the same with Jones. Because when he came in with his head, Jones a little bit taller than him. Jones would turn his body and he would hit that shoulder. If you, you know, Conor McGregor's last fight, he knocked Cowboy out with his shoulder. 
in like seconds. You know what I mean? He he took him. Cowboy came in. He took him and he jumped up real quick and hit him with his shoulder twice and it stunned him. And everybody was like, "What?" So it's the same thing that happened here. I was like, "Wow, nobody's really paying attention to that because when you hear commentating, they really they have a narrative." And it really was a Tyson. It was Tyson, 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 Tyson. It was, it was, it was, it was Snoop Dogg that was talking um, Jones. You know what I'm saying? Go Jones, go ahead, Jones. That's what I'm talking about, Roy. You know what I mean? <laughs> but um, yeah, man. You know, it's my number one sport. You know what I mean? Yeah, my number one sport. <laughs> it was so funny when we got to the when I found out about the draw. I was like, damn, man. I was like, I want, I need it to know. Lunch money on, on Sunday, man. <laughs> no, you don't. You money. just wanted to, you know what? That's why you think Michael Jordan is your goat because you got money. You know what? You just I want took the that money personal. in my pocket. I just, you know what? I took that personal. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like a baseball fan, like with BJ Armstrong. <laughs> he was like, Michael, why are you messing with me? We just paying for five dollars, ten dollars. Well, it's because I want. You, that's your money that's in your pocket and I want it. I took that personal. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, but yeah, I I, I kind of I was dozing off during the fight like you said. I It was paper it was pay-per-view. <laughs> All right. <It> pay-per-view. <laughs> and the fight is stick. Stupid. Let me stop. Yeah, no, I did not. I, I illegally played. No, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I watched it. I I went I went to a friend's house and I social distanced and I watched the fight. Wait, man, wait. but yeah, everybody. Look, you know something wrong with with with, with, with like people that in their 60s, 70s say, "Hey, you know I got the link for the fight." <laughs> like, whoa! I don't trust that. Like, watch it on the phone. Right. <laughs> how you get that pop off? Like, how you get that pop off? <laughs> oh, I was on my gram and somebody put it. <laughs> Let me stop. He said I was on that face place. He says I was, I was on that face place and I got that link. I'm like, a pop off. You know that's illegal, pop off. Don't do that, pop off. <laughs> oh man, I was on Florida Evans Only Fans and she said that she. What? Let me stop. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> That's an oh man, shout out to 2020. That's another hustle, man. We talked about that last week. Oh my god, man, I almost fell through. Hoops got one. I said, Oh, not hoops, right? right I know, right. man. I was like, Yeah, man, yo, I yeah, we, that's funny. We talked about that last week. I'm like, Bro, it's a hustle, man. Shout out to 2020, man. That's the that's the new hustle, man. I, I'm curious about 2021. What's gonna be the, the next hustle? Cause yeah, that's that's yeah, like you said, it's a, it's it's interesting, man. And, and, and your boy, your boy, yeah, I ain't even gonna talk about Lamar. I'm gonna leave Lamar alone. <laughs> hey, hey twenty twenty one. I hope all restaurants adapt to um, um, Chick fil A style. Please, I'm tired of being in line more than fifteen twenty minutes. That's everywhere, <laughs> everywhere, every place that you gotta be in line for DMV, the supermarket. Uh, <laughs> Hey, I had just ate and I saw the Popeyes drive-through line only had two people. I just went through it on purpose. Just <laughs> And you know what's so crazy? And I guarantee you, even with two people in that line, I guarantee you, you would have had about 15 as Chick-fil-A, you would have got your food quicker. Yeah. 
I'm simple. Triple well, is awesome, man. Don't you dare go to pop ass on your lunch break. He's gonna be late. Oh yeah, Chick 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 Fil A is awesome, man. Like I order, I ordered from them last night. Got my food super yeah. quick. I order from Popeyes. Yeah. I get my food like an hour later. Don't have a soda. They mess up the sides and everything like that. I'm just like, right. yo, man. Right. Like Chick Fil A, Chick Fil A. Yeah. They don't they don't fuck up. Great they customer nice. service. Great customer service. They give you everything with a smile on your face. All right. Oh, sir, we're sorry. We're sorry. We forgot your sauce. Would you like a compliment right. or a lemonade with that? Right. Right. Oh, yeah. they make you fresh lemonade. Any, like, yeah. Anytime, oh, me? anytime you have a restaurant outside the Colonial Heights Walmart and you still able to figure out a way to get everybody through your drive-thru in no yeah, time. It's crazy, man. It's, it's a trip. And like Popeyes, yeah, just be like, what you want? Food, like you, and then offer how you offer me a, a bit. A, I, my bill come with a biscuit. Don't offer me nothing to drink. What you think? I, I need a drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I'm a choke, yo. Like I need a, I need something. You give me a cup of water or something. You, you give, you give me this dry biscuit. Okay. Maybe like that, man. But yeah, man. So let's put a ball in this week's couch, Coach Live, fellas, man. Let's go. What's up? Um, we'll do our game ball. We'll go around the horn. Game ball, fellas. JB, you can go first. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to let you go first because I need to think about this. All right. I got you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give the game ball definitely to that um, to that promotion trailer with Jones and um, and um, and Tyson. Um, I think they did a great thing. Um, it was um, I, I, I know a lot of the purse went to um, charity. You know what I'm saying? And they was able to give some entertainment to everybody so everybody won't have to constantly deal with their madness. But I also have another one. I try not to always give the game ball to my brother, but he sent me something, and it says, Hopewell Blues, Blue Devil Sports, tune in to Wander City Sport Talk Friday night at 6 p.m., 96.9 FM, 1340, as Jeff Butler and the crew will host former Hopewell High School Hoops VA Captain oh. Isaiah Fernandez, who is currently a graduate graduate um, assistant of Mississippi State University women's basketball um, hey. at 13, uh, 13 a.m. Fox Sports. You know what I'm saying? So he's going to be interviewed. And um, shout out to them, man. I got to get the schedule up. I really want to follow them, man. Hey, yeah, definitely. Shoot. Shout out to your brother, man, up in up in Stock Vegas, baby. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. you know, I'm just really excited, man. Yeah, even man. though he looked like a bass player with that goatee, but I ain't gonna talk about hey. that. Yeah, man, like, man, he's growing. <laughs> like he, like he played for cool, cool in the game. <laughs> it's part of the game, but yeah, man, definitely. Huge shout out to your brother, man. Like. That yeah, is man. that is a that is impressive. Like man, for him to that's I, I mean I love that man. I'm, not, I'm glad I'm definitely gonna um check that show tomorrow. I'm at but on Sunday, not Sunday yeah, but right, Friday. Right. My bad. Friday, Friday, yeah, Friday, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm definitely gonna check that out. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Stock, stock Vegas, man, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what you got, JV? What you got? Oh, man? so I, this one just blew my mind. So uh, I forgot about this one. I'm gonna give my game ball to uh to to Tariq Hill. 13 catches, 269 yards on Sunday, and had 203 yards in the first quarter. Uh, he was cooking. I know Flipper Anderson. Flipper Anderson must have been concerned for a bit that maybe his record was in uh, in jeopardy. Flipper Anderson right. with 300, 
and 30 something yards back in the day. But yeah, I, I give my game ball to Tariq Hill, man. That was an impressive performance. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, my, my game ball has to go to my beloved Richmond Spiders. Uh, great win on oh, the yeah. road against the number um, against Kentucky. And, yeah. you know, that's one of those, it's a, it's a great win. It's, I think it's the, that's the first ever A-10 team to beat Kentucky at home. So, Definitely shout out to my guys on Bolt Rice Street. It sucks that I won't be able to be 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 in the building this year, but hey, man, it is what it is. And definitely rooting them for my guys. Definitely huge shout out to guys like Seth Greenberg, who's been our biggest advocate um, thus far in the season. So definitely huge shout oh, out to my guys. And and, yeah. um, and you guys, man, if uh, if there's an NCAA tournament, I hope there is. I think that you guys can do um, some serious damage in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament this year because y'all have mm-hmm. like a very veteran related team. Like, yep, yeah. Yeah, man, I'm definitely excited, man. It's like, I'm I, first of all, I'm glad that they back in action. I was really crushed, you know, in the beginning of the year for them, you know, um, not making it, and even, even, even was, you know, went to Brooklyn with them, got to the door, but the door was closed. But definitely, huge shout out to my guys, and um, you know, hopefully everything's going well. I know we just um, had, had cancellation with one of our games tomorrow, so hopefully everything goes okay with um, with you know with everything that's going on with the uh, with the with the with the organization itself. So definitely, huge shout out to my guys, man. Definitely looking forward to them. And so, fellas, final thoughts before we head on out tonight. Hey, if you lo- if y'all love boxing like I did this weekend, it's a welterweight championship. Earl Spence versus Danny Garcia. This is a real one, though. This is like one of those Hagler Hearns. Like this is, you know, um, uh, Roberto Duran and, and and Sugar Ray. Like this is a big one. You know what I'm saying? So it's worth the money. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know? let me ask you something. What Miss Earl had that link? <laughs> Where Mr. Earl at? Mr. Earl. Come on, Mr. Earl. Like you had me last week. Come on, Mr. Earl. I can't do it for you, young man. Young whippersnapper. That little young boys always won't free won't free stuff. Unless you go put a tip it. Unless you go put unless you go tip it. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Earl. <laughs> Stupid, man. <laughs> <laughs> J, JB, your final thoughts. Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to that fight too. That ought to be a that ought to be a good one. I'm not paying money for it. I'm I might I might try to find a link on the internet. This zone. <laughs> Mr. Earl, Mr. Earl. Yeah. 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 Cold got whatever you need. I got whatever you need. Don't even worry about it. Now. Whatever you need to talk to me, I got what Yo. you need. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Earl, get you straight. <laughs> At the end of the day, Mr. Earl, get you straight. Hit me in the DM. I got what you need. Don't worry about it. I do everything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man. So, definitely um, great show, fellas, once again. Great way to start the uh, final month of this uh, crazy year of uh of december and um don't forget to follow the podcast and then your social media favorite social media facebook twitter instagram under couch coach live also check out the podcast it'll be on apple spotify where you get your podcast uh check out the website couchcoachlive.com also check out uh i have to do a weekly four down segments preview the nfl on outtheballnetwork.com probably gonna have it out probably 
Thursday or Friday, especially since we're going to have a Thursday night game, I might kind of prolong it. And then who knows what's going on with this week. I, so I want to kind of make sure that we have a game this week on, on, certain, on certain days. So, yeah, man. So, once again, man, this has been this week's Couch Coach Live, man. We'll catch you guys next week. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Miss Earl. <laughs> 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 <laughs>